Hello and welcome to Priority Roll, an Age of Sigmar podcast from sunny England. Join us as we discuss the ever-changing character of wargaming in the mortal realms. Grab your D6 and get ready for the Priority Roll. Hello and welcome to Priority Roll, yet another episode as part of our Brotherhood Team Event Coverage mini-series. And today I'm joined by not just one, but two people from Team Fish Finger Exit Wound... Tom and Ross. Hello, both of you. Welcome, Tom. Welcome, Ross. Thanks, Dan. How you doing? How are you both? Yeah, very well, thank you. Looking forward to the event. It's only a week away now, so... Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm uh, a little bit dreading this because you sent us some questions, and I think we're going to go off script very quickly. <laughs> not a drama at all. The The script is a framework for us to explore the wonderful world of Age of Sigmar, not necessarily a uh, guidelines rather than rules, as the pirates say. Ah, sorry, yes. <laughs> so, um, do you want to tell us about uh, yourselves and the team? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, <clears throat> despite being called Fishfinger Exit Wind, we're actually predominantly from the uh, the Hate Club in London. Um, we've been probably playing... And, and that is just, just the Hackney Area Tabletop Enthusiasts Club, right? That's right, yeah, sorry. And um, we've been probably playing uh, the game together since about 2015 or so. Is that right, Tom? Uh, yes, no, we have. We uh, we kind of got started when MoComp was a big thing. So for yeah, us, that's that right. was... Um, and we've been playing essentially as, as the kind of core Age of Sigmar group within HIT ever since then, generally. Ross, as captain... Um, how have you found kind of the the prep and and working out what list to take? Well, I've been quite fortunate to be honest because as a group we have quite a, a big sort of selection of armies and a lot of things that we're excited about playing with. So I, I myself have been playing Gloomspite for the past year and I'm, I'm now sort of taking a break from that and going back to my Sylvanath. But luckily, most of the rest of the guys, Landy being the, probably the best example, have just stacks of armies at home anyway. So there's there's always something we can dip into for the sake of a tournament. Um, <clears throat> really, it's just the kind of case of just bringing the sort of stuff that excites us the most to play. And was there much deconfliction in terms of endless spells or anything yeah. like that? Artifacts? I mean, I, I think we had one issue, which was essentially between between both Mark and um, and Patrick, who, was, who were kind of like, you know, divided over who gets to take Cities of Sigmar, because they're both working on a list right with that right now. Um, and the way they kind of got around that was was Mark saying he'd just go back and play as Wanderers instead, give them one last sort of like, one last showing before they're sort of booted out of existence. It's it's interesting to see that Mark's gone for a Hallowheart list. Oh, that'd be Patrick, yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah, Patrick rather. Um, but not necessarily the kind of, he hasn't copied Tom Maudsley's list. He's gone for something <laughs> um, a little bit a little bit interesting, a little bit different. Yeah, I think if you were to ask Patrick, he wouldn't know who, who Tom Maudsley is, so... <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't have any, any any sort of role models in this in the game like that. But essentially, he's um, he's been actually building this really gorgeous um, Marauder Miniatures uh, dwarf list now for the past, I think, about year and a half. And it's one of these like um, labor of loves where it's essentially one model at a time off eBay being painted up. And, and the dream for him is to have an entire two thousand point force that's completely unique. Every model was independent of itself. So it kind of like it was a bit of a no-brainer that he'd be playing Cities of Sigmar, and I think he's just trying to try to sort of find ways to plug in the gaps with that 
that force by uh, including Gotrek. That's that's so cool. I, I I just love that like that vibe. That you know, running an army like that, old models that he he loves, and everything being different. It's just such a like a hobby kind of treat. I'm looking forward to seeing pictures of that. Yeah, no, he's he's gone as far as to give the uh, the bases like a goblin green edge as well. So he's oh, really really yes. stayed safe for the whole thing. <laughs> Excellent. So I'm I'm getting a feel. So from certainly from Patrick's list, more of a kind of hobby gamer than a kind of cutting bleeding edge uh, competitive type. Is that something that that is that the ethos and approach of your team overall um i think probably it's, it's kind of 50 50 we're quite a good mix because um some of us tend to play quite a competitive game some of us tend to play um more kind of say like the but essentially we we, we have a few lists and a uh, few armies in the, in the team that would probably perform quite well and um in my in my case i've only kind of like um i've chosen silver because i've been looking forward to getting a painted alario on the table for the best part of two years now so I'm just sort of fulfilling that quota for myself. But um, when I looked at some of the other lists in the actual, in the pack, it kind of made me realise, oh, that's that's actually what you're supposed to be bringing if you're going to play competitive silver and have a team event. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm not so sure. We'll see. I think some of the, uh, you know, in inverted commas, it's competitive Sylvaneth lists, uh, they, they have gone quite extreme. So, this is it, yeah. it's, you know, it's almost, maybe a it's, more well-rounded one might uh, might be better for a, a more broad range of scenarios and, and against a broad range of uh, opponents. But obviously, you know, as we've mentioned on various different episodes before, uh, the, the extreme lists can be paired into the favourable extreme matchups. That's right, yeah. And I think ultimately the... the the tables we'll be playing on most this weekend, it might actually do, do us, you know, kind of like um, a more of a service to have more of an all-round list rather than something that's incredibly specific or tailored to one one situation. So um, when you say the tables you'll be playing on, you know, is that kind of where you think you'll be in the ladder overall over the weekend? I think so, yeah. I, that's what I kind of mean. I reckon we'll be sort of middle to bottom. And uh, and, and are you going to be happy with that? Is that something, is that you're, you're kind of, you're, the team's going in there expecting to kind of just, just have a have a, an enjoyable weekend few tough games of Age of Sigmar, but ultimately, um, you know, not looking to take out the event. I think I think that's right. Would you say that's right, Andy? Yeah, I, I think that there's a big thing with us that we like very difficult um, matchups. We like we really enjoy the challenging game. We like to play clean games, but we don't necessarily think we're going to win. Um, I think some of the lists we've got are, you know, I mean, if, if you look at Ross's list, for example, it is a really good all-rounder, but but half of that for Ross is that he's been painting it and, you know, he's had a couple of painting nominations for it. And it, it is really a labor of love for a Sylvaneth. Whereas my, my Nurgle was literally, okay, guys, we're going to a team tournament. How many wounds can I get on the table? Um, so I can sit on objectives and be really weird. And, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to win many games, but, you know, for me, it's playing an army that I really enjoy playing. And, you know, we'll put up a good matchup, but we might not necessarily... Like some of the guys who you know when, when you saw the initial list of people who were going uh there was a few questions of whether we should really attend the event just with our <laughs> our history should we say um but we we originally um did a team tournament a few years ago we did the last of the uh first on four events um and that was the real crux for us wanting to do another one and obviously um any event run by chris tomlin is seen as one of the best events in the country so we couldn't really turn down the opportunity now that it, it presented itself and actually I, you know i'm just going to build on a point that you that sort of towards the start of that um little bit there um where you said you wondered whether it was really an event you should be attending and and i just want to say like i don't think any event um should bar anyone from attending based on like historical you know experience of the game or anything like that so like brand spankers new players should totally come to you know the most competitive event because a they'll find themselves you know the, the, the tables will even out as it is anyway 
ultimately. But also, like, you can learn. You can learn by getting smashed six games um, and playing some top players. Because if you're if you're playing one of the, the top few players in the country and you're a completely new person, then they're going to take that into account and they're probably not going to, you know, they'll still they'll still rap, <laughs> soundly thrash you at the game, but they'll they'll talk you through things and explain things as, as it goes and probably adapt their their play slightly to um, to kind of accommodate that. So if anyone is listening to this and and has kind of similar things like um, uh, similar thoughts like Tom just said about you know oh, it looks like a crazy event then um, I'm not sure whether I'd want to attend something like that then absolutely don't like like your team have done don't don't feel put off by by the people that are going or the level the perceived level of kind of competitiveness would you say that's oh, don't, fair don't don't get me wrong Dan I was 100% behind us going to this event and I was as soon as I saw it I was like yeah we might lose but I'm gonna have a good time and I think that the whole team really got behind the idea of just going and going for a big fun weekend because I, I i'm on the same page as you anyone who ever tells me they've never been to an event i almost want to slap them in the face and say find one and head to it immediately because there's so much fun yeah definitely and tournament like tournament gamers this kind of like it's like you know the you know the the that guy kind of meme like tournament gamers have definitely got like a kind of reputation for being these like ruthless win at all costs absolute horrible people that you know put on you know two and a half colored painted minimum models and and are gonna like you know mug you in the car park on the way out and it's just like i I certainly you know maybe i've just been to the wrong tournaments but uh you know that's not something i've seen in the age of sigmar scene and no uh, i completely agree yeah for all, all for it um so guys uh both of you what are your kind of um individual uh aims for the weekend and then ross secondly what's your aim for the team so tom what's your individual aim for the weekend well i think for me, this is really... I've been playing Nurgle now since the book came out. What was that now? Nearly two years ago. Um, and for me, this was just to get as many wounds on the table and just be that annoying team tournament guy that can just sit on objectives. And for me, this is kind of my last hurrah with the list. So um, some people out there will know me as well. I, I, I used to be in, in London, played quite a lot of events, but now I've moved to Ireland. So I haven't actually seen any of these guys since Blood and Glory. And before that, it was... Um, last march when i saw most of them so for me it's it's just about having fun with my friends and playing some good games fantastic and then uh, ross what about yourself on a on a personal level yeah well to echo what what tom said we we're essentially a, a group of friends who haven't quite figured out how to hang out without playing warhammer as, as a fixture of that kind of social event <laughs> i think we can all relate to something similar yeah it's so like, like when, I, yeah. when i catch up with my friends after i've seen them my wife comes home and is just like oh how was chris you know what's his what's his girlfriend up to these days and how's his mum? i'm like oh, i don't know we just played warhammer she's like what are you talking about we're like well mostly <laughs> war scrolls yeah or, or did you know they started playing shades wire together as a as, a, as an aside <laughs> no i mean as as a, as as an individual i quite like to have a few games that sort of like are, are challenging but also ultimately are quite hilarious and um the way I like to kind of play is, is I, I tend to sort of try and build some kind of rapport with my opponent within the first sort of turn or two. So I tend to be on autopilot during that time. And then I, the game starts occurring to be around turn three. And it's just like a desperate struggle to try and try and, you know, score anything in terms of hidden agendas or maybe even a minor win or something like that. So if I can have games that feel like they are tight, you know, from turn one to turn five, that would be, that would be the best thing ever. Um, as a team, when we went to Firestorm Fours a few years back, we came away with the best sports um, uh, trophy. So it'd be good to get something in that kind of like uh, in that realm again. And there's there's quite a few guys actually out there, the Hate Club, who um, mostly mostly in 40k events, where like if, if they if their face pops up on Facebook, 
or on social media saying this person won best this or this person won best army. There tends to be somebody from halfway across the country saying, oh, I played that guy five years ago. Hands down, he was one of the best people I've ever played at, at this game before. So if we, if we could sort of like hold up the standard with Age of Sigmar, that would be great as well. Fantastic. So you're you're looking at kind of going for a, a fun chilled out event uh, that's uh, competitive and tough, but you're not looking to be stood up on the podium at the end. Who do you think, what kind of teams have you got chalked down for ones to watch for the podium? Um I reckon I tend to think Dice Studs would probably be the ones to take it away, but more or less it would be between those guys and Team Keen, I reckon. And what about yourself, Tom? To be honest, there's so many names. I'm just looking at the the lists here. I mean the Dice Studs, you know, you've got some incredible gamers there. I mean you've even got Byron like you look at Byron and Byron's record for the last few years and what what you can kind of do with, with the, the the names on that team you look at the guys who are in, um, you know, Team Keen, as Ross said, like, again, same. You've got the Angel guys there who play some very good games. Um, you've got us. We can skip that one. Um, <laughs> you kind of get down. And there's some guys like that, you know, people may or may not think of in, in the current area. Like, you look at uh, people like uh, Ben Curry and the like. In A few years ago, in, in an 8th edition tournament, these guys were one, two, three, you know, and now they're less less on the podium and more just in the background in some of these events but i i would be hard pressed to name anyone because the lists and the players for this event i mean even ben curry's playing practice games i mean when has that ever happened (laughs) and he's also taking uh his list that he's always you know it's it's his daughters of cain list that he's been running so he's got practice with it as well absolutely i i just think there's so many so many solid players out there that in in a team event like this it could be anybody. It could be anyone's. Except good, good, us. good sports pundit, you know, phrase it. It's, it's, it's up for anyone, up for grabs, anyone's. Yeah. So just, just to sort of echo that as well, I think there are, um, I was listening to the Tonscape Tyrants episode earlier, and um, I know some of the guys in fiction kind of have the same sort of attitude where it's not so much spoken, but more a case of like, it'd be nice to go in there and kind of upset the status quo a little bit. You know, there's like the, the young guns on the scene, let's say. And there is a, like, a, I guess there could be quite an interesting kind of like, you know, game five playoff between some of these these newer teams up against like uh, the Dice Studs or, or um, the other guys. It'd be fun to sort of see how that plays out. But for me, I, I still I still think it would be um, probably Jack Armstrong team, just because I, you know, having played him a few times myself and him being such a gentleman, even though he completely stomps you, it's... Um, it would be quite nice to see him and his team do well. If he can make it to the event, that is. <laughs> if, if the car doesn't run out of battery, yeah? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, just to echo your point there, you know, I, I think it's it's brilliant that you've got a variety of different people all with an incredibly competitive, uh, you know, mindset. And, and some of those are people that are relatively new to the scene and some of those people are kind of the, the established household names, as it were. Um, and I think, you know, really enthusiastic and keen and, uh, you know, hungry young blood uh, is good for the game and good good keep keeps the old guard on their toes and uh, i think the um the, the fact that we've got some sort of le- lesser known people i don't you know newer blood whatever you want to say um is, is good for the game good for the hobby and good for the meta because you'd hate to see go to an event constantly and just see the same old people that have been doing it for 20 years do it um exactly it's yeah. nice to have a mix of people to, to challenge those people and i suspect those people uh you know the likes of you know people like you know ben curry as you say and 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 teams like that like uh, the dice stud teams and, and ben's team it's it's good for them to to have new challengers 
that are going to be up there on the on the podiums or a step away from the podium to kind of keep keep their game on point. Yeah, and at the end of the day, everyone's kind of gone home having had a weekend of playing Warhammer, so no one's really feeling too embittered about it if they don't do as well as they expect to do. But I think there are a lot of people who are quite thirsty for some sort of like podium in this in this event, which is going to make it quite interesting. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. That, that I'm really looking forward to like seeing the the ladder on the last round to see uh, who who's contending and who's uh, who could potentially kind of jump up. So, Tom, what's your uh, what's your favourite list out of the whole uh, the whole document? Uh, I think it's the general copy and paste. Um kind of army you're going to get with any of the new death lists really they're all crazy the the bone reapers in particular what, what you see on the table is petrifex elite written <laughs> about 45 times it's incredible what you can do with these lists and some of them are a, a bit more diverse than others but i'm i'm really interested to see how they do because this is the first um I, I think this is the first real event that um we're going to see them at and it's an army that is so different from what we've seen before um, I'm actually a little bit upset that we, we don't get to see New Zinch on the table, only because uh, there's some really decent armies here, and the new book seems very interesting. So it'd be nice to see those on their last hurrah as well. And what about yourself, Ross? Um, I I mean, what I find quite interesting, probably out, the, out of all of it, is the, the, the kind of kind of hunter lists that Laurie, Huggett Wild, and, and some other people are running. They seem like a bit of a distillation of of the sort of Sylvaneth army in general, just, just one hero, the rest of the kind of hunters, which I find kind of interesting. But Probably hands down for me, it's Russ Field because if if you search the document for um, um, Bone Reapers, you'll find ten entries. Nine out of ten have Petrifex, apart from uh, apart from Russ's, which is a uh, Praetorius something or other. So let me find that. Sorry, Mortis Praetorians. Yeah, the fact the fact that like nine out of ten people are running one thing and he's running something else could be kind of interesting. I kind of imagine him at home right now, laughing his head off and stroking his beard. <laughs> with that cheeky little rust smile on yeah that knowing smile yeah no absolutely I, I and uh you know when we when we chat to tony uh he said he said exactly the same thing you know russ is going to capitalize on catch Cross's uh command abilities and and the way they uh you know buff each other there and you can just match him into the matchups which allow you to do that without getting any um you know any uh upsets in there yeah and i think the best thing about going to these events is essentially you get so much exposure to different armies like you, you, you know your your local meta can be one thing and usually it is you know kind of quite balanced but ultimately you're not going to see these kind of extreme lists until you actually go to these events and it's it's really fun actually just the, the, when you see drawers go up and you have that little bit of time let's say on a saturday night to actually look about look at what you're playing the next day to have those little war room conversations around a pint of beer to sort of like find out what to do against this and what to do against that because sometimes you look at a list and you think oh i can obviously see exactly what this person's going for whereas sometimes you sort of look at it and you think well either they're a genius or they're they're just like me and they're just bringing what they like to play with <laughs> so talking about what you're bringing and what you like to play with do you want to talk us through uh, one of your lists ross yeah sure so this one's essentially just the larry hours centerpiece um a true old ancient as a, as a general and i'm hoping to sort of catch people out with his command ability which is the um the heartwood one where he essentially explodes on a, on a two plus if you kill him which i find quite i, I like i can't i tend to like uh, models that have an element of like mutually assured destruction to them so in, in my previous um Gloomspite list, though I ran as many giants as possible just because of the whole fall down and main people thing was quite an entertaining kind of mechanic to have. But um, the, 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 the majority of the list is essentially just like um, a big block of dryads, a couple of teleporting units of revenants, and then as many kind of hunters as I could fit into the army around that. 
So, so six, six with bows and three with sides then. That's the idea. I'm hoping it will compete kind of in all phases, but ultimately it's um, it's kind of going to be based on the matchups. And, w- and what does that list do particularly well? Um, I don't know because I haven't actually had a chance to play it yet. <laughs> I've uh, yeah, I played at Sans Alariel back in the day, and I'm I, you know very very familiar with most of the War Scrolls and stuff. But as as a cohesive force, I've not had a chance to test it. But I'm I'm pretty sure like there's enough historical knowledge for the list, I, I I can kind of perform very well with it. But I reckon most 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 of it is going to be shooting off key heroes and then trying to get into combats against you know softer targets. And what what kind of lists do you do you feel like you're going to be struggling against, or you know are you going to be trying to avoid in the matchups? I think anything that has a lot of area control, anything that has bigger units, would be kind of a, a difficult thing to chew through. Um, but because also you've, you've just, got sort of a few but high quality damage output from you know Alariel can be you know it's twenty five percent over twenty five percent of your list and can only be in one place at once. That's right, and it's 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 yeah, it's very much eggs in one basket. But I, I'm kind of like keen to sort of see how well I can do with it, and I, I think it's one of these these armies where my tactics will change across the weekend game one it will be very much like launch her forward and try and do as much damage as possible and then by game five i'll be kind of turning her a bit and summoning as much as i can with her before kind of committing but i think um against lists that have multiple saves or against her or, or, or who have you know more shooting than me or can control big areas of the boards <laughs> what can you do <laughs> and what about yourself tom do you want to talk us through one, uh, your list or, or one of the lists in the team that you particularly like? Yeah, no, well, I think my list is the best, but I, I won't worry about that for a second. Um, I think the one I'm most interested to see how it goes at the weekend is Patrick's list. Um, because I think, I mean, you know, we all know Cities of Sigmar is good and we all know Hollowheart is good. So it'll be really interesting to, interesting to see how a kind of, a, not that it's random, but almost a random, I've got these bits, let's see how it goes list plays out. Um, yeah, because we we all know that Tom Maudsley's Hallow Heart list does well. So yes. watching it do well isn't particularly interesting. No, and I don't. I, I mean, mean no, no disrespect to Tom. It's it's an inc- incredible list. It's a very powerful list. Um, but have, you having seen it in action firsthand and having had it played against me and, and also watched Tom's uh, stream on the uh, Blood and Glory, mm-hmm. you know, it's when you see it happen again, you're still wowed by it, but um, you're, you're not kind of thinking, oh, that's that's blown my mind because because you know it. Whereas yeah, absolutely seeing Patrick's list with as you say, quite a quite an obscure combination think, of lists. Of yeah, I think, I think the real thing for, for I mean, so we we have a, a Slack channel between all of us, and so we've we've seen the updates of of Pat's army since since the inception. Um, I, I, we saw his Bailwind the other day, which he has modelled as a dwarf size Bailwind because he's gone on. <laughs> He's got one of the old Marauder Dwarf Wizards, so he, you know, he, everything about his list is so custom. For me, it's it's a really interesting. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to win any games, um, but he's definitely somebody that I want to watch play because I think it will be from a just a personal interaction level. I think they'll be some of the most fun games for the weekend for both people involved. Um, and obviously, it's Cities of Sigmar, so it's not that bad either way. Even if it's not a, a perfectly honed amazing list i think he's going to play it well and i think it's going to lead to some really good stories yeah just to jump in as well i mean i mean pat's one of these people along with with um Landy himself out of all of us probably you'll see him laughing the most at a game like he tends to be the one having the best time anyway no matter what's going on whereas like um dave and matt can be quite and mark as well could be quite cerebral with it so i think i think dave mark and matt will probably do very well across the weekend 
they'll be bringing up our averages and uh, the rest of us can just sort of like sit back and have have a little bit more of an easier time i think we're the the high functioning introverts we need to have a nap <laughs> afterwards but we we put it out there uh, what we, you can do custom um, emojis and stuff in slack and there's uh, an emoji of me laughing as one of the one of the really common ones that was from a uh, what happened was it um did i roll uh, did i go to charge you or something i roll a double one and you took me off a table in in no. Tudor, Ross? um yes but also no <laughs> what happened before that is you want to keep priority roll and you laughed your head off and then you completely wasted it by rolling double ones across the board on your charges yeah, Dice, Dice will do that to you, Tom, sometimes. Don't worry. Best moments. <laughs> One of the best moments. And so, Tom, you mentioned you thought your list was the best. Well, I mean, obviously, because I'm playing it. Um, but no, I, I think Nurgle, I mean, you don't see a lot of Maggotkin um, armies at the moment because, obviously, it's a couple of years old. But the new FAQ with the the kind of sixes to explode is it's a bit of a game changer especially with the reduction in points for the battalions so my army is 172 points of wounds that is quite hard to remove that is a four drop list it's it's not brilliant but i can throw it in someone's face and because it's um i can summon trees or i can summon some you know plague bearers or a you know, even a great demon, if I, if I fancy it, it's really fast. It gets around the board quickly, and it, it's quite hard to shift. And uh, I really enjoy playing it. I think it's. I remember playing uh, Chaos in in eighth and seventh edition, and it was very slow and quite boring. And then this book came out, and for me, it just flipped everything. So I'm a bit weird. I did a, a turn one charge with, against uh, Dota of Cain at last year's South Coast GT, and the guy just didn't know what to do. Um, the, the Nurgle armies are, are strangely fast. The and and they've got, as you say, they, they've got resilience and a bucket load of wounds, so they can be places and then stay places. And I think that's something that if you haven't played the list, and I know Nurgle's two years old, so plenty of people know this by now. But if you if you're not used to seeing them, you can almost you can always forget how rapid they are. Yeah, and I think one of the things that I do that's a little bit weird, and I've had it said to me a few times that it is really strange, is I take Gut Rotspume on his own, specifically because at the end of my first turn, he just pops on the table edge so I can get some more contagion points. And for me, the it's all just about having fun with a, a silly army that's really hard to take off. But especially now with the new FAQ, t- packs enough of a punch that I can kind of delete units and I can kind of go in and you can't really kill me in, in some senses. And don't get me wrong, I'll be taken off the board very quickly if you hit me with the right thing. But it's just... It's a very different style of army, and I've noticed I'm not the, the highest wounds at the event, but I've got 172. I'm not too bad. And so what do you think of Darren Watson's list? Yes, I was looking at that earlier on. It's nice. Um, I think for me, the, the the biggest difference is the Great Unclean one. Um, for me, I use those primarily to buff demons, and because I'm using an entirely mortal army, bar, uh, well, everything actually, now I think of it, um, for me, I, I get less value from them. Um, I'd rather save up my points and try and summon one towards the end of the game. Uh, but it, yeah, again, similar list, very similar idea. Uh, a big block of 20 and a block of 10 and two fives, whereas I've got two tens and three fives. Um, I'm not sure how many drops he is, though. I think he might be two drops, which again, crazy uh, for a Nurgle army to be two drops and be 190 wounds in Darren's case. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to, to be honest. I'm really looking forward to seeing how how both go. My my friend George runs a a very similar, um, not not too as in it's a very Blighting heavy, similarly themed, sure. very Blighting heavy, uh, backed up by GUO. Um, and uh, yeah, I think you know he and I are both 
very interested to see how how uh, Darren's list does, and and now yours as well. So it'd be really really cool to see. I mean, you can't you can't take anything away from the great unclean one. It's it's a great model, and it's it's decent on the table. But I'm to be honest, I'm I'm really impressed with the quantity of kind of slaves to darkness that we're seeing that are all Nurgle marks. Because as soon as that book came out, that was the list I wrote. I think it's it's the where I want to go now when I've had my where I've had my last fun with this list. So Ross, what's the uh, as captain? What's been the most challenging thing about corralling this team together? Um, the most challenging thing, really, I guess, was essentially trying to book a train down <laughs> as a group. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I essentially kind of went away on holiday and um, the event was announced and I said, yes, I'll be up for it. I came back three weeks later and I was sort of told by Landy, you owe me X amount of money for <laughs> for the event and for accommodation. Uh, our team name is this and you're the captain. So really, it was more just a case of, okay, what you know? What time do you guys want to travel? You Pick know, an army, this... jump on the train, good to go. That's it. Yeah, I think it's it's you know it's more if we wanted to get more out of the game uh, in terms of like you know doing well in the tournament and that sort of thing, we we would have gone into like a bit of a cerebral kind of discussion. But I think mostly it's a case of we all we all have our own individual kind of like started playing and also our, our own individual I guess kind of motives for doing it in the first place too. So some of us might want to go in there and, and be very tactical. Some of us might want to go in there and have a nice a nicer sort of game. But as long as we all have the ability to do that as a team, that's the most important thing. So, yeah, we've not been pulled in any one direction too, you know, too far, essentially. And is there anything you're apprehensive about about the weekend? Uh, probably just game one on Sunday. Because, <laughs> like, the, the way we describe this is essentially it's, it's it's a chance for us all to hang out and to play some games together. It just happens to be around a Warhammer tournament. So if, if we can kind of, like, make sure we're not, one, not sabotaging ourselves too much for this, this, the second day, and also, two, being in a position where we can give our opponents a, a genuinely challenging game as well, then that's that's the main thing. <laughs> Fair enough. And so if you had one piece of advice to offer all the attendees going, what would it be? Um, I'd say don't bother trying to kill Gotrek. Just just don't bother. <laughs> it's not worth your time. What about yourself, Tom? Uh, I'll take the turn. That's the advice I'd give. Just give me the turn every time. It's fine. <laughs> oh, I, see. I don't know what I'm I see. doing with it. Sabotaging. I don't know what I'm doing with it. It's fine. Because you're only going to roll a double one. hundred percent. I might put a tree down or something. It's not going to be very exciting. <laughs> so from Fishfinger Exit Wood, don't try and kill Gotrek and give Tom the double turn. <laughs> yes, please. There we um, go. One more thing as well. Sorry, if you're playing us and you're worried the game's going to end within the space of an hour, that's okay because most of our games will be doing ending in the same sort of time frame anyway. <laughs> so be brutal and get it done quickly. Well, guys, thanks very much for joining us. We really appreciate uh, you coming on. Before you, uh, we move on to the final two questions, have, have you got any shout-outs? So you mentioned the Hackney Area Tabletop Enthusiast Club and anything like that, or Twitter handles? Um, we'll probably retweet this anyway, but you can find us on Twitter at Tom Landy and Rossi Magic. But as well as that, just for the uh, the Hay Club in general, which is a very nice, inclusive place for people to come and play tabletop games of all kinds, all kinds of descriptions and manners. Fantastic. Right. Well, so um, for, for you both, really. So uh, final questions. If you could protect one thing about Age of Sigma and never have it change, what would it be? So let's say uh, the game's being rewritten from the ground up. And if you could only change one thing about Age of Sigma and the rest of the game would never change forever, what would that be? So, Ross, do you want to go first, and then Tom? Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, that's a really good question. I I keep the priority role because I think it adds a lot of a lot of drama, and it also gives people like me a chance to claw back into the game <laughs> against the odds. Uh, and in terms of losing, uh, I'd lose the the priority um, 
the uh, activation wars stuff you know i get to go first in your combat phase for this reason because to me it's a little bit like you you know you, you buy a sandwich and you go to take a bite out of it and you find that a a slanash player called matt dawson has eaten all your filling and there's no satisfaction at all so what how would you how would you fix it would you just remove any all strikes uh, always strikes first mechanics from the game entirely or yeah. how would you fix it let's just go back to 2017 when it was like, yeah. <laughs> back in time <laughs> progress is bad but it was never a possibility okay so what what about if you wanted to you know, so, you know take a look at you know high elves in eighth edition you know with with always strikes first how would you have a mechanic in a game that represents that kind of speed or like slanesh how would you what would you replace it with well i mean that, that was always kind of countered by the fact that if you if you were matching initiatives it would be cancelled out so if, if my initiative was five and yours was five then we just go in the, in the regular kind of order. So I think maybe some sort of higher, you know, kind of arbiter to that whole process would be quite a cool thing to have. Like if this, if you spend, a, if I was to spend a command point, I could mitigate that fact, let's say. That could be quite useful. Interesting. And what about yourself, Tom? Yeah, well, I mean, the thing I would like to change and, and lose is, is the same, but for a slightly different reason. I, I find that as the game's developed, they've gotten much better at writing things. Um but I don't think we're there yet with the kind of strike first mechanic. I think we've we've seen it chop and change a lot in the last year. I would like that to be gotten rid of and replaced with a better version of it that makes sense across the whole game. Um, I, I I agree with you, Dan. I think there needs to be some sort of a a strike first mechanic. But I think the one we have now doesn't work. And so, um, if if you were in charge of replacing it, what what kind of uh, where would you what direction would you be headed? Oh, that's a. I play a Nurgle, Dan. I mean, <laughs> I'm never going to strike first. Uh, for me, I just think it needs from the ground up. I think they've they've made some good strides with the last FAQ. Um, I think the idea of maybe subdividing the turn a little bit more for for a strike first mechanic, um, which they've tried to do with the, with, with the new FAQ, but. Yeah, I luckily I don't get paid to make these decisions, so I, I'm I'm not sure. I just know that right now I'm going to an event in like what nine days, and I'm not really sure if someone should strike first against me in any situation because of the the way it's written. And what would you what would you keep? What's your favorite thing about Age of Sigmar? I think the thing I want the most, and I don't know if many people would agree with this, but I want the release schedule to keep going. I think they can do what they did with between first and second edition and kind of throw away a lot of stuff and reword everything. And they can do that every every two years, as far as I'm concerned. And as long as we keep getting new things that keep everyone involved, excited about the game. Uh, I mean, there's, there's a guy at work um, who hasn't played for years and he's keen to get involved. And he was like, oh, so how's the old world? And I was like, oh, no, mate, that's exploded. And trying to explain the speed at which the end times happened and then go, you know, there's dwarves in boats that fly right the way around to, oh, yeah, no, and, you know, Zinch, they're insane now. They've kind of fixed what horrors were. Everything is constantly moving. And for me, the game can totally change as long as it, because I know if there's something that's not good in it, they'll try and change it again and make it better. Um, And I think that's, the thing I love the most is just that fast-paced new cycle that we're in at the moment. Fantastic. Right, well, lads, um, all that remains is for me to wish you and the rest of Fishfinger Exit Wound the very best of luck at, uh, at Brotherhood. Thank you. It's really fun hearing that name said out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you, there was probably 15 in contention, and um, up until about three weeks ago, everybody thought it was a different name. Uh, we kind of just let Pat come up with some names, and he... Uh, when we submitted lists, that was the one that I, I picked to send through because actually this whole thing is mostly my fault. Um, 
<laughs> but you know, uh, the, the the other option was constipation orchestra. Uh, but <laughs> it's a long list like that, Dan. You don't want to hear the rest. <laughs> right. Well, enjoy the weekend and uh, have fun at uh, at the tournament. Pleasure Thanks speaking so to you. Thanks, Thanks, Cheers. Thanks for listening to Priority Roll. If you want to get in touch with us, we're at Priority Roll on both Twitter and Instagram. You can send us an email, priorityrollpodcast at gmail.com, or you can go to anchor.fm forward slash priority roll and leave us a voice message. If you want to leave us some feedback, we're always looking to improve, or if you just want to suggest a topic to talk about on one of our upcoming shows, then feel free to get in contact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, thanks for listening to Priority Roll. Priority Roll.